What would your life look like if you felt confident in your body and in your health habits? We believe that confidence is possible for all people. This is the Free Method Podcast, and I'm your host, Dylan Murphy, registered dietitian and owner of Free Method Nutrition. We are dedicated to empowering women to make peace with food, heal their relationship with their body, and create sustainable health habits. Come hang with us each week as we have conversations that will inspire you to live a life of freedom. Let's dive into today's show. Welcome back to another episode of Free Method Podcast. Today, I am joined by Taylor. I realized I didn't ask how to pronounce your last name. Wolf, Wolfram? <laughs> I'm like, I'm Wolfram. Yes, Wolfram. I, uh, before podcast interviews, I'm always like, I need to make sure I like know how to pronounce people's names. And then always seem to forget, but Taylor Wolfram, um, welcome to Free Method Podcast. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm so happy to be here and excited for our talk today. Yeah. So to start, I would love for you just to introduce yourself a little more to our listeners and yeah, share a little more about the work that you do. Sure. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so I've been a registered dietitian for uh, 10 years now. My goodness. Mm-hmm. I've worked in a variety of positions, but I've been in private practice for a few years and I have an associate with me now for two years, I guess. So technically a, a group practice yeah. <laughs> and we specialize in anti-diet nutrition, uh, but we also have a specialty in veganism. Both her and I are ethical vegans, meaning we're vegan for ethical reasons. So it's a really interesting intersection, um, the veganism and the anti-diet and the health at every size. Uh, It's very nuanced, but it's so needed. So that's our our primary focus is counseling. And we do see non-vegans as well. I also have an online course called the Anti-Diet Vegan Nutrition Online Course, which is just a place for vegans to go to learn about nutrition without being yeah. inundated with so much diet culture, because it's really mm-hmm. hard to do that. And we do run some support groups and workshops and things like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome. I love that you have that course too, because I feel like that's great, especially if there's people who are vegan and maybe don't feel like they need like one-on-one support, but also want to make sure like, hey, am I like checking all the boxes without, like you said, all the like noise of diet culture? So yeah, I'm curious kind of, even just in the conversation around like veganism in this like anti-diet intuitive eating space, um, because it is so nuanced, like you said, what, yeah, what, what is the work that you and your associate look like with clients to really help them, I guess one, maybe see like, okay, where is this like reason, desire to be vegan coming from? Um, and how can we practice this from a a non-diet space and not let this kind of intersect with like restriction and like food is bad kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah. That's such a good question. Um, and I appreciate you bringing that up because that motivation factor is really a key variable. And we even see that in the research and we do a very limited research on veganism and disordered eating, but it's cool because older research used to show that there was a correlation between it was more actually vegetarianism and eating disorders, mm-hmm. but it was, there were a lot of flaws with those studies. And now we know we have a little bit more uh, higher quality research and detailed research that's actually looking at other variables. And we see that uh, people who are vegan for ethical reasons are 
kind of lower risk for, for mm-hmm. eating disorders versus yeah. those who are vegan for health reasons are at a higher yeah. risk, right? Which mm-hmm. makes sense. Totally. Um, and so that's something we talk about with our clients and it's not one or the other, you know, it's Mm -hmm. not that simple for a Mm -hmm. lot of people. They may have gotten into the animal rights movement because they really Mm -hmm. believe in animal liberation and, you know, not wanting to harm animals or exploit animals. And in the movement, they were then, you know, exposed to what I call plant-based diet culture, which so Mm -hmm. many of us have seen, right? And it's kind of this purity of, you know, no processed foods, no sugar, no Mm -hmm. oil, like, and there's a lot of plant-based doctors and gurus out there making extreme health claims saying you need to eat this very restrictive diet. And so unfortunately, because that looks quote unquote mm-hmm. vegan, just because there's an absence of animal-based foods, that isn't mm-hmm. veganism because veganism is about way yeah. more than food, but because that there's this overlap there, so many vegans and animal rights activists are exposed to that. Mm. And, you know, of course, we're all swimming in just the diet culture at large. And a lot of people also think, oh, well, if I want to be a quote unquote good activist, if I want to make this lifestyle and this, you know, liberation movement attractive to other people, then I need to look a certain way. I need to have a certain Mm. health status. And so there can be this pressure that people feel. So there's a lot of reasons why someone who is even in it for the ethics may fall down this disorder, mm-hmm. you know, slippery slope. And on the other hand, someone may come to it purely from that plant-based diet perspective. It's all about health for them. And then that's kind of, you know, how they get into it. And then they learn more about the ethics and then they do become, you know, mm-hmm. an activist and they do, you know, um, work against animal exploitation in ways, you know, in addition to food. And so it can be overlapping for a lot of people. So a lot of our work is disentangling that, right? Getting to the Mm -hmm. bottom of that. So we'll talk to people about, you know, what initially got them interested in this lifestyle. Mm -hmm. What did that look like? Um, You know, there's some key questions that can give you a lot of information. For example, if someone is only using food, right? Mm -hmm. Versus looking at all other areas of their life that are impacting animals, Um, if people are restricting foods that are vegan, right. Because of, you know, fears or anxieties about food. And so, Mm -hmm. um, there's some really great questions that we can ask to kind of see, okay, like what's really going on here. Even Mm -hmm. if someone thinks it's all about the ethics for them, there's still oftentimes just because again, we're all Mm -hmm. living in this diet culture is some level of disorder around food. Mm. Yeah. I love how you kind of like separate that too, of thinking about like vegan is there's more of that, like activist behind it of like, you're doing it for more than just the food and then plant-based. I love how you said plant-based diet culture. Cause it's, uh, I can, it's so true and it's everywhere. I'm curious too, cause I'm sure you, your clients deal with this. I'm sure you get questions like this all the time, even with the rise in all of these like Netflix documentaries about veganism and like all of that sort of stuff where, you know, a lot of it seems like a lot of like fear mongering too. like one, I can't remember which one it was, but I remember the specific one of like, oh, if you eat eggs, it's like smoking a like a pack of cigarettes, like just all of these like drastic claims. And then, you know, kind of what you're saying, it's like, okay, well, that's like, besides the point of like, why we're vegan, like, we're not talking about just like the health of our body. 
Yeah. Yeah. You're exactly right. And I don't, I don't recommend any of those yeah, documentaries. That's what I, I totally <laughs> think they do breed, you know, a very disordered idea around food and they're very hyperbolic and it does drive a lot of fear. And, you know, there is this, um, thought that, you know, among activists, even that, okay, well, if we can't get people to go vegan, so people, you know, vegans want other people to go vegan, right? Because more mm-hmm. people going vegans equals less animals harmed. And that's the whole totally. point. So they think, okay, well, if we can't convince people to go vegan because of the animals, right? Mm-hmm. See, people just don't care about mm-hmm. hurting animals. Yeah. Maybe we can convince them to go vegan for their own health, right? Everyone mm. wants to be healthy, quote unquote, yeah. of course. So that's where we you know, see a lot of that fear mongering, a lot of it's about heart disease, cancer, diabetes, mm-hmm. you know, the big chronic diseases and driving totally. a lot of fear around that. Um, it's very, very common. Um, there's a lot about weight loss, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's everywhere. And so a question I do like to ask my clients is, where do you get your information mm-hmm. about yeah, veganism, about plant-based nutrition? And so that tells me, okay, are they watching those documentaries? Are they reading these books? Mm-hmm. Like, who are they listening to? And a lot of times they know, like they know mm-hmm. that these things are driving the spirit anxiety in them. And that's why oh, they yeah. come to us. Like they know mm-hmm. they have a problem <laughs> or else they yeah. wouldn't be coming to work, you know, with us and totally. knowing what we do. Yeah. Mm. I'm curious too, cause I feel like it's so, I mean, like we've already said, so nuanced, but like, obviously there's so many health benefits to like eating more plants and all of that. Like, how do you balance that out with clients of like, I'm trying to figure out even how to like answer this or ask this question of like, if you see like, okay, you're only vegan for health reasons. So like, maybe this isn't like the best decision for you, but then obviously with you and your own, like lifestyle like I'm sure that's probably hard finding that balance of like okay veganism might not be a good fit because the reasons you're doing it is not for the reasons what veganism is for I don't know if that question makes sense but like how yeah. you like navigate that with yeah it does clients. no it makes sense um and whether someone is like having an active eating disorder or not mm-hmm. and we come to realize together right mm-hmm. that maybe like moving away from 100% plant-based diet is in their best interest. You know, I am not an animal rights activist in Mm -hmm. in my work with clients. I'm their healthcare provider. So I don't Mm -hmm. wear that hat. And so in that way, I do have to, you know, silo things. Mm -hmm. And I also believe, and I know that, you know, when people, like veganism is always there for people. And if Mm -hmm. someone is actually like really wanting to do that for Mm -hmm. animals, it's they're going to be able to to do that best when they are you know in a healthier place so totally we're like making their relationship with food making their eating disorder recovery the priority will help Mm -hmm. them help more animals in the long run if that's what they want to do also there's so many ways to help animals aside Mm -hmm. from what we eat and so that's something I'll, i'll talk about with my clients if that is you know something that's important to them because vegans ethical vegans can carry a lot of shame mm-hmm. when they realize if they realize because not everyone uh can maintain a hundred percent plant-based diet through recovery some people can mm-hmm. some people can't there's no right or wrong there's you know no shame or judgment 
Um, but for those who can't, you know, that's of course okay, but there can be a lot of shame and that can bring on so much anxiety, right? Of like eating totally. animal or eating animal parts. Um, mm. And so we talk a lot about, you know, what are other ways they can ha- help animals and how they can, you know, still make a difference mm. and again, how prioritizing their recovery will actually help them help more animals in the long yeah. run. It can be quite nuanced, but for, from my perspective, it's not an issue because I'm there to help them as their totally. dietitian. That's why like we work with non-vegans. Like I'm not yeah. going to convince anyone to go vegan. I never bring it up unless someone asks or, totally. you know, has questions or is interested in that. Yes. And then it's like, okay, if you are an ethical vegan and want support, like you're an expert in that. So like, you're a great provider for them too, but they don't have to be vegan to work with right. you. That makes sense. Yeah. We are, you know, we are anti-diet health at every size dietitians mm-hmm. always. And totally. And yeah. we also have a subspecialty of veganism. Yeah. Yeah. That makes total sense. Gosh. Yeah. And I can imagine for clients who maybe are going through recovery, who are ethical vegans. I know I've worked with a few in the past where it's like so hard when they maybe realize like, gosh, I maybe do need to add in and maybe it's not tons of like animal meat, but maybe it's even just like, but like, just like little things that they realize, like I may have to add in things. I'm sure that's such a like ethical dilemma for them too. Of like, I don't want to add this in, but you know, maybe for my recovery, I need to. Yeah. And honestly, those situations are getting easier to navigate because they're mm-hmm. so, I mean, vegan butter is that almost all grocery so stores, true. you know, like there are vegan yeah. versions of so many things where I see it more is like very specific foods, like say mm-hmm. vegan donut. If someone is oh, having yeah. very specific fear food, they need to work on or mm-hmm. maybe a binge food. Um, totally. and it's just not accessible. Maybe they live in a small town or, mm-hmm. you know, there's certain things maybe like a vegan cupcake might be easier to make at mm-hmm. home than like a real fried vegan donut, right? And yeah. so maybe things that just aren't as easy to make. And so that's more so where I see it. Mm-hmm. Um, that makes sense. Because there's a lot to work with, work mm-hmm. with within vegan food. And that's what treatment centers are doing. Mm-hmm. Not all of them. Of course, there's still some that are very antiquated and turning yeah. away vegans, but they'll have, you know, vegan ice cream next to the regular mm-hmm. ice cream. And it's like, there's not a big difference in like the calorie yeah. fat content and, you <clears throat> totally. know, the vegan burger with vegan cheese next to the beef mm-hmm. burger with cow cheese. You know, it's, yes. there's so many very, um, even nutritionally speaking and calorically speaking, kind mm-hmm. of like equitable alternatives there that it's mm-hmm. easier than ever. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, I'm curious too, cause, and I, wonder like if this is more about if this is more in the like plant-based diet culture realm but I feel like I also hear a lot of like fear-mongering around things like um like beyond meat or like these like meat alternatives and then people talking about like oh well those are so bad for you and blah 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 blah. like yeah I'm curious kind of how you navigate things like that with clients um which that maybe is the difference between like ethical vegan and you know a more like oh I'm doing this for my health type vegan uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I really see that coming from two places. Number one, of course, is the plant-based diet culture because mm-hmm. they're arguing against any processed food, any totally. added oils or salt. Um, and then also like the meat industry, of course, sees like mm-hmm. the plant-based meats, like really taking over part of that market. Yeah, and so they're saying, well, these foods aren't as healthy as you think they are. And they're yeah. kind of like attacking them just like they are plant-based mm-hmm. milks. So it's kind oh, of coming from both inside and outside. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. So we talk a lot about, 
you know, just like we would address any kind of your food, vegan sure. or not. And sometimes that we need to have an actual discussion about food, mm-hmm. nutrition and, and health. And other times it's really just, you know, just digging in and doing the exposures mm-hmm. and, and doing the habituation, just like we would with any other food. But yeah, there's very, very targeted messaging about specific foods. And again, sometimes mm-hmm. it runs deeper for people. They think if I eat certain foods and it'll impact my appearance or my health in such a way Mm -hmm. that makes me a quote-unquote bad activist or makes the movement look Mm quote-unquote bad and then I'm not helping as many animals so that Mm -hmm. can like hit deeper for people whereas yeah my belief is the exact opposite like we we need to have like yeah diverse bodies in the movement that makes it more welcoming like the, the more variety of food options, like the more accessible and tasty and yummy, like the more mm. people can feel satisfied and nourished, not eating animals, the, mm-hmm. the better. Making it a really restrictive diet is really not helping. Yeah. Yeah. That makes so much sense. And from what it sounds like things you've said, it's like, it's totally missing the point of why someone's vegan in the first place. Exactly. Yeah. And there are those like pure like animal rights vegans who like Mm -hmm. are very like great about putting up the blinders right and they're Mm -hmm. not impacted by the diet culture stuff at all but I honestly think that's kind of the minority yeah Um, oh I'm sure it's really just like any of us right vegan or not like of course we're gonna hear and be impacted by diet culture and Mm -hmm. fat phobia it's really hard not to yeah totally and yeah it's like I was just talking earlier about how even like this uh, like intuitive eating, I feel like diet culture has been like co-opting that of like, how can we then make intuitive eating like a diet or like eat intuitively and lose weight or things like Noom? Like, so I'm sure, or I'm not, I'm sure I know veganism's the same way. It's like diet culture wants to make money. They're going to find ways to like appeal to people. And, and I think the more, you know, fear mongering, the better for them because you hear, I mean, again, I watched that video and all I can vividly remember is, oh, you eat an egg. It's as bad as smoking cigarettes, even though I can know, like, I don't think that's true, but it's like someone hears that and they're like, oh my gosh, like I can never eat an egg again, which then is like beside the point of like why they would be exactly. in the first place. Right. Right. Exactly. And for me, like, again, like I, <laughs> I'm only, and it's confusing to people because they're like, wait, you're a dietitian. Why wouldn't you talk about that? I'm like, well, yes. because I don't, I know that you don't have to eat a 100% plant-based diet to be quote unquote healthy. And we actually totally. don't even have research to show that. And so that's another red flag. People who say they're a hundred percent plant-based for, yeah. for health reasons. It's like, well, they're like actually eating some like Mm -hmm. animal, you know, meat, fish, dairy, eggs. Like we know, like that's not going to have this drastic impact on your health. It doesn't make sense versus like someone who's ethically vegan, like eating a piece of dairy cheese, is just like goes against your core morals and values. Right. And that's like hurts your soul (laughs) versus if you're plant-based, like for health, like that's not actually hurting your health. Like there's really, there's no argument there. So yeah, for me, like, let's talk about what happens to chickens in the egg industry. Let's, what mm. happens, let's talk about what happens to male chicks in the egg industry. Like mm. that would be a reason if that aligns with your values of body liberation and non-harming, that would totally. be a reason not to eat eggs. Not because you watched a fear mongering documentary yes. and you're afraid of, yeah, the smoking. <laughs> For sure. Yes. Yes. And so I'm curious, cause I'm sure there's people listening who 
maybe are like vegan for health reasons or, you know, have a friend or just heard people talk about like, oh yeah, I'm vegan for health reasons. Like eating meat is just so bad for you, blah, blah, blah. What, what help, like, what are some things for people that are kind of like initially want to dig into like, Ooh, like maybe let me like explore that a little bit more. Like what are some good questions they can ask themselves, things they can kind of reflect on to see like, okay, like what, what really is going on here? Um, yeah. What would be some helpful things for people who may be just kind of at the like tip of the iceberg there? Yeah. I think just some general ones are asking yourself, are there any vegan foods I will not eat Mm -hmm. or that I restrict? Mm -hmm. And if so, why is that? Mm -hmm. And kind of like, what are the feelings associated with that? And Mm -hmm. if you find that there's a lot of fear and anxiety, that's a sign that it's Mm -hmm. time to like talk to someone about that. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people think that they need to have a full-blown eating disorder in order to talk to someone about food and that couldn't be farther from the truth they're so like most people struggle with some level of disordered eating to be honest and you deserve help with that and you deserve a relationship with food that isn't based on fear and anxiety and you might think it's Mm -hmm. not that bad but also thinking about like what do you want your relationship with food to to look like and when you do eat those foods, it feels scary to you. Mm-hmm. How would you want to feel instead? And mm-hmm. that can be indicative, you know, also of needing a little support there. Like mm-hmm. if you're not able to eat a vegan cheeseburger and ice yeah. cream sundae without feeling anxious about it, without feeling like you need to restrict those foods for a long period of time mm-hmm. or, you know, do something to quote unquote make up for it. Totally. Again, that's that's another sign. So I think just being really honest with yourself about that. Um, mm. And some people might think, well, what's so wrong with caring about my health? Mm. And, and yeah. nothing, right? Totally. But a lot of us have been kind of taught inaccurate ideas about the relationship mm-hmm. between food and health. And again, if mm. you're feeling anxiety about it, that's impacting your mental health. So it's worth a discussion with someone who specializes in this, you Mm -hmm. know, about how you can honor your health and have a more, you know, liberated relationship with food. Totally. I love that you brought that up too, about like the other facets of health. That's something we talk about all the time. Cause yeah, I feel like a lot of the clients we see are so zoned in on like physical health. And then we're like, okay, well, what about like your mental health and your relationships and all these other facets of your health? Like, are you really as healthy as you think if all of those things are being sacrificed so that you can be, you know, this quote unquote perfect eater, even though your relationship with food isn't great? Yeah. Yeah. And for so many people, their fears of health are connected to some sort of, you know, trauma earlier in life, oh, or maybe yeah. they had a, a parent or a loved one or family member that they saw suffer from a disease, die from that mm-hmm. disease. And so there's very real, visceral, powerful fears of totally. diseases that, mm-hmm. and then they are given information that you can prevent this disease. You can cure this disease mm-hmm. if only you ate this way. So of mm-hmm. course they're, they're doing that, right? It only oh, yeah. makes sense. Yes, totally. And of course you're not like, if you hear things like that, you're probably not going to take tons of time to be like, okay, well, let me make sure this is actually true before I do it. It's easier to just kind of jump onto like, oh, well, this is going to prevent me from getting like heart disease. Like 
that's what my granddad died of. Like, I don't want heart disease. So I'm just going to do these things. And, you know, some of the things might not be necessarily like harming their like physical health, but still it's like, what about all the other facets of your health too? Yeah. And it can give people a sense of power, right? Because it can be Mm -hmm. scary kind of thinking about all of the variables that are not within our control that contribute to our disease risk Mm -hmm. and feeling like, okay, if I can, you know, white knuckle my food intake, then, you know, at least I'm doing something. And so it can can be a scary place. And that's really where, you know, why we work with therapists so often and highly recommend our clients also work with the therapist because our relationship with food is rarely ever just about the food. It really hits Mm. deep and it's about so many other things and that will always come up in our work. And so making sure that clients have the appropriate license mental health professionals Mm. on their side to then, you know, really process that more is so important. Yes. uh, Because yeah, it's so multifaceted. It's not just, oftentimes it's way more than just the food. The food's kind of what we maybe see on the surface. And then it's like, well, let's unpack this more because there's more there. Mm-hmm. Um, well, real quick before we wrap up, I want to hear too for people listening who are vegan, who, you know, are know that they're in it for the right reasons. It's very like an ethical decision for them. What are ways? Cause I'm sure, or I'm, I wonder if y'all have people who come to you who also want to make sure like, Hey, am I getting like everything I need? Like if I'm not getting meat, how do I make sure I'm getting all of the nutrients that I need. Um, and I know that's probably, you know, what you'd go over in like sessions and sessions with clients, but just kind of like a, a thing or two that kind of comes to mind for you. Like what are some good, just like initial tips for people um, just, yeah, to make sure that they are getting all of the different like nutrients and food groups they need while not having animal products in their diet? Yeah. Gosh, I can't possibly cover everything, but some totally. like <laughs> big kind of ideas, like the number one that I say is to substitute rather than eliminate. So don't mm. just take meat, fish, dairy, eggs, butter, honey, everything off. Make sure yeah. you're substituting it, not only with something nutritionally equivalent, but also mm-hmm. from like a joyful and satisfaction perspective. Yeah. So like, sure, you put all always have lentils in place of meat, but is that always satisfying to you? Or do you Mm. actually want the impossible burger, you know? And so, right. Having your legumes instead of the meat, you know, Mm -hmm. if you got most of your calcium from dairy, having calcium fortified plant milk, those sorts Mm -hmm. of things, supplementing appropriately, all vegans absolutely must supplement with vitamin B12. There's a lot Mm. of myths out there. Pretty yeah. much everyone needs a vitamin D supplement. Yeah. Uh, if you're not supplementing with iodine, you need to be using iodized salts. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a few big ones and I go over them in more mm-hmm. detail in my course. Totally. Course. But it's, it really just comes down to, you know, eating quote unquote balance, not like eliminating yeah. food groups. Cause that's the other thing is like veganism isn't actually eliminating food groups. You're just yeah. eating the plant-based <laughs> versions yes. of those. Um, mm-hmm. so, you know, have the vegan butter, have the vegan cheese, vegan yeah. ranch dressing, you know, whatever yes. it is that you would typically eat. And then, yeah, there are some key things with supplementation. Um, mm-hmm. and if you are someone maybe who's trying to conceive or pregnant or, yeah. or your chest feeding, there's some other considerations, but absolutely can be done at every stage of the life cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that would be a reason to check in with a dietitian or mm-hmm. anyone's welcome to pop into my course at any time. It's yeah. um, self-paced so you can get all the info, cool. you know, whenever you want. Yeah. And while we're on that topic, where can people, and we'll make sure it's in the show notes too, but um, where can people find your course, find just more information about you in general? 
Yeah, I'm at taylorwolfram.com, just my name. Um, so the course is there and I have so many blog posts from over the years. Yes. There's so much free content there, mm-hmm. um, as well as Taylor Wolfram RD on Instagram, Facebook, mm-hmm. and Twitter. Amazing. Yeah. I know I've gone to your blog many times when I've had like vegan clients. I'm like, I want to make sure I'm like covering all the bases. So it is like a wealth of knowledge. I'm gonna have to check out your course. Cause I feel like that is a great resource too. Oh, thank um, you. Yeah. Well, thank you for taking time for this conversation. I know this will be helpful for so many people. Yeah. I really appreciate you bringing this topic to light because it is such a specific one. I sometimes think like, you're like, oh, like there's so few vegan listeners or so few vegan clients. We don't really talk about this, but I think there's more than people realize. And there's also what I call Mm -hmm. vegan curious people, right? Yeah, that's so true. Considering it or who maybe were at one point and it was a part of their disordered mm-hmm. relationship with food and they want to yeah. go back to it. And so I really appreciate mm-hmm. you bringing this topic up. And yeah, if anyone has any questions or, you know, wants to learn mm-hmm. more, um, feel free to find me and, and I'm happy to support you. Amazing. Thanks so much, Taylor. Thanks so much for joining today's episode on the free method podcast. If you enjoyed it, please leave us a five-star review that helps others discover this message of freedom. Share this with your friends and make sure you tag us on Instagram at free method nutrition. And if you're ready to start your own journey to freedom, I'd love to offer you a free call to chat with me about your health goals. Head to freemethodnutrition.com slash free call to schedule yours. We will see you in the next episode.